0: Hey everyone. Hello. We have a very special episode for you guys today.
1: Very first listener episode.
0: Yes. This has been a long time coming. We have been saving all of your listener episodes and we finally have enough to make a whole special episode. So, Nora, you want to kick it off? Yeah, let's do it. First of all, shout out to Muros she goes by Rose in her email, but she is from the Facebook group um, that we're in. We're in the same Facebook group, like me, Lauren, and her. Um, It's a different podcast, like kind of (laughs) fan group. Anyways. So someone had posted in the group about a murder that happened in a town in Minnesota. I think it might've been Rose. I don't remember who posted it, but then Rose commented and she said, oh, I have like connections to this story. So of course I responded to her and I said, well, please send it to me because I want to hear about it because I have a podcast with my friend and she did. So shout out to you, Rose, because we're going to tell your story right now. So I'll just read the whole email that she sent us. Mm -hmm. Hey, sorry it took so long to get this to you. I hope y'all are doing well. I'm going to send a few links of articles that have come out. Also, some of the people who I talked to didn't want their names mentioned. So I'm just going to call them friends. I only talked to a few people because not many were ready to talk about it, and some don't have much to say because they couldn't continue, so sorry if there's not much extra background. Feel free to edit and rearrange things as you see fit. Nah. Nah. (laughs) She said, I'm going to give an info dump. We love an info dump. Yes, we do. (laughs) America Thayer was killed by decapitation with a machete. America has been described by friends to be spontaneous, thoughtful, kind, and caring. She was the type that puts a smile on everyone's face. She used to say, live every day like your last. She was known to care about everyone and everything. She never had anything mean or rude to say about anyone. Sadly, she was being horribly abused. Okay, so this next part, she says it's still an ongoing case, and there's more information coming out. And right now, she is referencing the person who likely did this to America. He had previous charges against him, including arson. He purposely burned down America's apartment and was arrested because of this. While he was in jail, he would call her saying she better get his bail money together and that he had his friends watching her in case she tried to take off. Oh, my God. She was basically a hostage. He was deemed a threat to society by Minnesota courts and was still released after the arson charges. System failure. Mm Mm-hmm. He skipped court, a court-ordered mental health evaluation, and the court says they didn't care enough to bring him in for it. Oh, good. One of her friends said how he was very controlling of her. He would keep track of how long she was gone to try and monitor how long she was at work to see if she was going anywhere else. Because of this man burning down her home, this left America staying in hotels for the time being. He was said to lock her out of the hotel room by keeping both the keys and not letting her in, even though he was inside, so that she had to go to the front desk and ask for keys. And just a side note, this account is based on someone that Rose knows. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: They were on their way to court when this occurred. Before this happened, they had been fighting because she was trying to get him to go to a court hearing about the arson charges. She wanted to get away, and she was hoping that if he was in jail, that she could go back to her family. I hate how when the one being abused tries to leave, it can end up getting them killed. She just wanted to go to her son's house and not care. So to give you guys a little bit of background, she sent some articles as well. So I'm just going to kind of read a bit of the details from one of them. Basically, this woman was beheaded in her hometown in Minnesota, and the victim was a 55-year-old named America Thayer, whose partner was arrested on suspicion of murder. In a press release, police confirmed that Ms. Thayer was found with stab wounds at the intersection of 4th Avenue and Spencer Street around 2.30 p.m. After police responded to calls of a stabbing, they discovered the woman's decapitated body next to a car, With her head nearby, according to a search warrant, officers also recovered a large knife in the alley near the scene. In a statement, police confirmed that 42-year-old Alexis Saberit, so his name's public, Mm -hmm. was arrested in connection with her murder. At the time of writing, he is being held at a county jail... Pending a second degree murder charge. Alexis and America were believed to have been in a relationship with each other at the time of her death, leading police to believe that the alleged attack was not a random act. At this time, investigators believe the suspect knew the victim and this wasn't random. So, very sad story coming out of Minnesota. And it's unfortunate that our listener had ties to this. Yeah, like, definitely. Super sad. That's
1: so scary. Yeah, definitely. All right. So that's our first listener tale. Dang. Well, thank you. I mean, sorry for that, but thank you for that. All right. So this next one is titled listener story, almost kidnapping and sleep premonitions. So the email goes, hi, Lauren and Nora. Let me just start off by saying, I just love your podcast and can't wait until you guys have enough episodes for me to binge again. It's been a lovely addition to my podcast rotation for my graveyard, 12 hour shifts. I have a quick two ones for you. One of them is true crime and the other is spoopy. You can use my name, Rebecca, she, her pronouns. Thank you for normalizing pronouns, as one of our favorite podcasts says. Her email goes, back in high school, my sister was into musical theater and I always volunteered tech behind the scenes. Rehearsals were held at our Center for the Arts, which has a historical outdoor museum slash park next to it. I was walking back from my mom dropping something off that I had forgotten, ADHD woes are always rampant, and it was a decent trek from the parking lot to rehearsal room, and you walk down a sidewalk that butts up against the park, which always had sketchy activity going on. I felt something following me, and I turned to make eye contact. I trained in martial arts, and they taught you that you should always let them know that you see them, especially in broad daylight with people around. A man was following me. He stopped dead in his tracks, but did not leave or ignore me. He stared right back. Whew. Mm. I turned and kept walking, and I heard him walk again, but he picked up pace. At this point, I knew I was close enough to the corner I needed to take and booked it all the way back to the rehearsal room. Oh, gosh. I could hear him running, too. <gasps> oh. I got back to my friends, and I turn, and I see him run around the corner, but he stopped when he saw all the people and ran the other way. I was 15. <gasps> Probably should have told my mom, but didn't think she would believe me. I oh still remember God. his face today over 10 years later. <gasps> that is scary. That's terrifying. So she goes on to say, also, I'm terrible at segues, so here goes my next. While I was living in Georgia, I had a dream that I was my sister driving to school, work, I can't remember, and a semi-jackknifed and pushed me off the road into a ditch totaling the car. I woke up and I called my sister and asked her what she was doing. She stated she was on her way out and I begged her to wait 10 more minutes, which she hated because she needed to leave. I told her to humor me and she did. I didn't tell her the dream because she would have called me dumb. So... Kara went on her way 10 minutes later, and she sees an accident up ahead, and a semi was flipped over, laying across the road. We were talking on the phone, and she sent me a photo, and it was the same road I had seen in my dream, (gasps) Oh, (laughs) which I then told her the dream. She asked an officer when it happened, and he said, about 10 minutes ago. Thank you so much for reading. I guess it turned out longer than I thought. Sorry for that. Keep doing what you're doing. You have a lifetime listener. Okay, Rebecca. First story absolutely terrifying. Yes. Like, good thing you knew to make eye contact, but oh my God. I mean, that's something that really sticks with you the rest of your life. And hearing him running after yeah. you. Oh my gosh. Oh my God, that's terrifying. <sighs> and I I can totally understand how you still see his face 10 years yes, later. Yes, that's not something you forget. No, I hate that. And then the dream thing. I think dream premonitions are so freaking creepy. I know. And it's just like... Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, so I think dream premonitions are terrifying and I never ever want them. So that's crazy. I I completely agree.
0: That's like a super serious one, too. It's not like, oh, I saw myself. I
1: saw someone who looked familiar from like that was like very specific. And good thing she listened to you and waited 10 minutes. Oh my gosh. Oh
0: jeez. (gasps) All right, Nora. Okay. Next up, we have a story from cat and i'm so excited to share this one um cat says hey guys i'm so sorry this took so long to type up my daughter got sick with hand foot and mouth and i completely forgot first of all i've never had kids but i have friends that have had kids and i've heard hand foot and mouth is awful thank you so much for all you do your podcast has very quickly become one of my faves okay cat i'm excited to read your story so here goes So this takes place at the Waverly Hills Sanatorium in Louisville, Kentucky. So I'm sure you all have heard of Waverly Hills, or maybe it's just something that's very well known where we live. It seems to come up on shows like Ghost Hunters all the time. Have you heard of it? Oh, yeah. I haven't. (laughs) (coughs) I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) So Waverly Hills Sanatorium was a tuberculosis hospital in the early 1900s. There are tons and tons of ghost stories. There's even a big tunnel that they would slide the bodies down because so many people were were dying of tuberculosis there. I believe it. Mm -hmm. That thing, Savage Towns. (laughs) I don't know if that's the right phrase. Savage Towns. (laughs) Rampaged, whatever. They do overnights and walkthroughs, and a group of friends decided to do a tour around Halloween. So we got there, and there was also a haunted house happening on the main floor of the building. I was already a huge skeptic, and the haunted house made it seem very gimmicky, so I went into the tour thinking it was going to be a big waste of money. I'm I'm with you, Kat. I'm skeptical, but then things freak me out. Yeah, I'm the same way. So we do the tour, and the first part was very interesting, hearing the history of the building and supposed things that had happened to the tour guide and other guests. We get to a long hallway, and he mentions that there was a ghost there that liked to play with guests, particularly female guests. He had a name, but it was so long ago, and I was honestly zoning out when he was talking about anything paranormal because I did not believe it at all. So he asked for a male and female volunteer. He asked the male to hold his arms straight out and walk down the hall and back. People in our group, all friends of mine, started gasping and pointing. The guy's shadow looked like he was wearing a cape— that was blowing behind him. Mm. I'll give it to them that it was odd, but I thought it was a trick of the lights, so I wasn't that amazed by it. Then the female went. The girl was my best friend, so I knew she was not involved or affiliated with the tour in any way. He asked her to do the same thing, so she holds her arms out, and I shit you not, she had her shadow, and it looked like a darker shadow behind her with its arms outstretched, but leaning side to side as she walked. Ah. Oh. Mm. Every hair on my body stood up. I looked everywhere to find something to explain away what I saw. My friend mentioned the hairs on her neck standing up and she felt colder as she walked, but she didn't see the shadow because it was behind her. The rest of the tour, I am just freaking out, doubting everything I had ever believed. At one point, we are all in a smaller room. I get chills. I start to feel physically ill. Mind you, I did not tell anyone this. I just assume I'm freaking myself out into physical sickness. The tour guide then mentions we are in a restroom where a nurse who was pregnant with an illegitimate child, I believe by another worker at the sanatorium, gave herself an abortion and later hung herself. He mentions that women often complain of feeling suddenly ill when entering the room.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: (sighs) At that point, I was marked a full believer and ready to get the hell out. (laughs) If you all haven't been, I would suggest going. It was a unique experience and definitely shifted my beliefs a ton. I wouldn't go near October, so the haunted house is not running. <laughs> thank you all for giving me a chance to tell my story, and thank you both so much for your podcast from Cat.
1: Aw, thanks, Aww, Kat. thanks, Kat. That sounds really freaky. I have heard of that place before, and there's like pictures of that one hallway that she was talking about, mm-hmm. and I've seen the pictures. They're so creepy. You see like shadow figures in them. Oh my gosh. Oh, I would love to go though. Yeah, that would be very cool. I think I'd be terrified, and I would probably complain the whole way there about how scared I was. I know, same. <laughs> but no, that sounds awesome. I agree though. Like, if
0: I saw the first guy that they had go up, and there was a cape i would be like they are literally like having some light thing go yeah, on, yeah like a
1: trick of the light exactly with his clothes you know yeah but then when your friend goes oh my gosh i'm happens, peacing out at oh. that point <laughs> oh i would not want it to happen to me i would not want to be the friend i know right well thank you so much kat for sharing that we appreciate your support yes we do <laughs> all right our next one is from leo Leo and I, uh, we've actually been talking to Leo a little bit on um, Facebook and Instagram, so we were really happy when he sent us over his story. The story goes, my dad was a Marine, so we used to live in Philadelphia, and one day we took a trip to the State Penn Museum. It was winter, so I had a long sleeve, a short sleeve, and a snow coat. We were looking at all the cells, and I looked down at one of the halls, and it felt like someone was staring at me. My mom called, so I turned to her, but I turned back. I saw a face see me, then hide back in one of the cells. We kept walking, and maybe an hour or so later, it felt like someone walked by me, and they shoulder-bumped me. Uh. The crazy thing was, my entire shoulder was hot. And when I came home hours later, I was going to take a shower. I felt claw marks across the same shoulder that was bumped. (laughs) I couldn't tell my parents, because they are real religious. I didn't want to end up with a priest in our house. (laughs) (laughs) So I just went to bed, and sure enough, during the late night, I heard the sound of a jail cell slamming shut. I even checked my entire house, my room, everything— I gave up and went back to my room only to smell the scent of a cigar and it was a strong smell. This was in 2013 and there is still and there are still various times I have claw marks on my same shoulder. Oh. <gasps> uh. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's terrifying. Uh. Whatever bumped you, I don't know what happened but something bumped you and something came home with you. Yes. Cuz that's terrifying. That Oh, my gosh. And then still getting scratch marks on your shoulders, though it's rare times, like eight years later. Any time is too much. Yeah, any time is too much. But yeah, even eight years later, that's very that's really scary.
0: Leo, we can recommend some sage if you need a sage. Oh, yeah. You're, you're sage around you. Yeah,
1: everything. Or do any of the other many things apparently online. I know, right? That clear houses. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your story, though. That yeah, was creepy. thank you. Short, sweet, and to the point. Love it.
0: Oh okay. we love all lengths so.
1: yeah exactly size doesn't Wait. matter <laughs> <laughs> I heard it when I said it
0: <laughs> we need to change this from like true crime to um, relationships or something I don't know <laughs> just read your dang story <laughs> okay, you guys I wish you could see how red Lauren's face is. shut up okay okay Nora. here we go so this next one is from Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. So Jennifer was our first ever listener. Yes, like, she, she was. She is the OG. Hi, Jennifer. Like, hello, I want to meet you one day. You are so special you to us. You are our
1: first, like, actual fan who yeah. neither of us knew. And it was really incredibly and exciting.
0: Literally so supportive so quickly. Like, we needed that to, like, kind of, I feel like, boost yeah. us. That was awesome. Thank so you, Jennifer. Forever thankful yeah. for you. Yeah. Okay, so Jennifer says, hello, I heard your call for stories, and I am answering. We love an answer. She didn't say that. I oh, Never mind. Um, <laughs> I, I have had several encounters with the ghostly world. My house is haunted, and my old workplace was haunted. Here are several of my mild ghost encounters. When I was pregnant with my second child, I had to put down my dog due to cancer. Aww. I'm sorry. We
1: both understand that. Yeah.
0: A week after I gave birth to my daughter, I was doing a midnight feed and reading my book. Willow took forever to take a bottle. I saw his little paw go down on the edge of my Kindle. I felt around the bed to see if any of my other animals were around me, and I felt no one. I think it was his way of letting me know that he was visiting.
1: Oh, <laughs> I love that. I know.
0: <sighs> the next one is a slight bit more creepy. This one happened a few weeks ago. And this email was sent in June, so it was a few months ago, but still. Mm -hmm. Um, My dog woke me up around 2 a.m. to be let outside. I was standing by the door waiting for her to do her business when I heard a childish hello. Oh. I looked around and saw no one. Oh. Mm -mm. (laughs) I checked my kid's bedroom, and they were all accounted for and sleeping. This creeped me out big time since it sounded super childish. When I couldn't find the source of the voice, I said out loud, I am too tired for your bullshit and just leave me alone. Girl, yes. I feel that <laughs> and went back to bed. I was left alone for the rest of the night. My house was built in the 1920s and is haunted. The year after we moved in, the child of the previous owner came up to us at a town festival and asked if the house was still haunted. <laughs> I don't want any kid coming That's up to me at the damn town festival. I want to hear <laughs> My husband, my kids, and myself all have had interactions with the ghost, and the majority of the time it leaves us alone, so we leave it alone. Okay. They're like co inhabitants. Yeah. Co inhabitants. Thank you. Is that how you say it? Isn't it cohabitants? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, these are my quick stories, and I do have more ghostly stories that I can email later. Please. Please. Do. <laughs> Love the podcast and cannot wait to hear more from Jennifer.
1: Oh, Jennifer.
0: Thank you, Jennifer. Well, that's really sweet about your dog. Yeah. That's a really heartwarming one. I do think that, like, animals are, like, still with us in a way, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. So. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And then the little girl voice, no. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I have said it many times on this podcast that the darker spirits like to pretend to be little kids, and I don't know if that's what this was, yes, but I don't like like the black-eyed like eyed
0: kids. Yeah. Ugh.
1: Don't like it at all. Mm-mm. All right, this next one I have is from Nathan. It's titled "Listener Story: More Mercyhurst Encounters." So Ooh. Mercyhurst was at college in yeah. Pennsylvania. So he writes, "Dear Nora and Lauren, I heard your episode on Pennsylvania and specifically the haunted goings on at my alma mater. And seeing how I'm alma mater, yeah. and seeing how I'm a friend of Andrew and Bear who provided the stories you read, I figured I might as well contribute my little vignettes to the podcast." So during my four years at Mercyhurst, I had always heard that the sections of the campus were haunted and that spirits roamed the campus, but the one place that always seemed the creepiest were sections of the chapel. As you described in your original episode, there's the main body of the chapel, Christ the King, and there's also a side area with a large stained glass window depicting the Virgin Mary, which is appropriately called the Queen's Chapel. In Queen's Chapel, there are four rectangles of crown molding laid out on the walls. They seemed odd and pointless there until I was told that they were the intended tombs of one of the prominent donors in the early days of the school, the (laughs) O'Neill family. Due to some involvement in a political scandal, Teapot Dome, the O'Neills had to flee the count, flee the country and were never buried in their literal holes in the wall. However, the patriarch of the family is rumored to still roam the campus, including around (laughs) his intended burial spot. I can't help but believe this because whenever I visited the Queen's Chapel to say a prayer to, I always felt there was someone else in the space with me, even though I knew there was no one else in the chapel. Oh. There were several times where I, heard, where I also heard voices or felt something touch me on the shoulder only to turn around and see nothing there.
0: <sighs> mm.
1: The second story involves the choir loft of Christ the King, which to my knowledge was carded off the entire time. (laughs) I was a student there. There's a great organ up there which just collects dust. However, one night I ended up closed inside the chapel around midnight having a conversation with a fellow student. Every door in the chapel was locked from the outside. You could leave, but you couldn't enter. And the only other person there was sitting next to me in a pew. However, a number of times, I glanced up at the choir loft and saw someone moving up there. (laughs) It looked like a shadow moving between the seats and around the organ. I felt it had eyes on me, so much so that after a while, I suggested to the other student that we leave the chapel. Whenever I visited the campus since graduation, I still can't go in that chapel without getting chills. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) jeez. The last spot I'll mention was the house on campus where Andrew and I and a couple of others lived during our senior year. Apart from the fact that the street lamp out front was the only one on the block that sometimes ceased to function, (laughs) and the tree in front of our door was always dead, we were all pretty sure that there was- Despite those two things. Right, despite (laughs) these two creepy things. We were all pretty sure that there was something haunting that place. Andrew had a couple encounters with it where he heard someone moving on a different level of the house, even though he knew that no one but him was home. For me, my experience happened while I was staying in the house over winter break, and I was the only one there. During college, I had the ability to easily fall asleep anywhere except my house. Around 3 a.m. on the night in question, of course, 3 Mm a.m. I said that, not him. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to fall asleep on the downstairs couch, but I kept hearing something move upstairs. I ran upstairs to check it out and there was nothing. I went back downstairs and tried to fall asleep, but I kept hearing something moving and sometimes speaking. It got to the point where I was unable to fall asleep and chose instead to leave my house and find somewhere else to go where I could stay awake until daytime when, I hoped, that thing wouldn't be so active. I know there are other alums who probably have stories of their own, and I probably have more that I'm forgetting, but these are the ones that always come to mind when I think of my time there. Hope you enjoy them. Excellent work on the podcast. The October specials were quite enjoyable. Nate. Oh well, thank you, Nate. Thanks, Nate. But yeah, that sounds terrifying. Yeah. I actually talked to Andrew at work about it, and I was like, "Your friend messaged us, and like, I told him about." It. He was like, "Oh yeah, I have stories of all of those oh, my places." Gosh, the where was it? The, the Christ the King Loft. Yeah, Andrew even said that like it's known, like people see something moving <gasps> around up there. That is we'll just so we'll chilling. tell ourselves it's Jesus. I'm just
0: telling myself it's Jesus
1: but still that's so chilling <laughs> yeah. and then now he said it felt like he had eyes on him i know Oh, i don't i don't Ugh. and then the noises in the house too no thank you nope i've already told you my stories about noises in my house and I how know. much i hate that and we're in like a like a one floor with a loft like yeah. i can't imagine like a house yeah. where there's so many things that could be moving around
0: Oh, and you have to live there?
1: Like, I yes, just put not Yes, it's supposed to be your safe space.
0: <sighs> I mean, the tree outside's dead, so that's not a good right? sign to begin as with. and then the
1: flickering light. <laughs> I know. Like, guys, <laughs> get out of there. Well, I think those are all our stories yeah. for tonight. Um, thank you so much for listening. This was so fun. Yes. It's so fun to read your guys' stories and to be able to share them with our listeners. So please 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 keep sending them to us at a scary state podcast at gmail.com it would make us so happy if you sent them to us even if we don't respond right right
0: away we're like saving all of them um so thank you so much for that in advance
1: <laughs> um and i guess that's all we have so stay scary stay safe